welcome back to another of our Making Zen series where we're talking with artists who are participating in the May um, Making Zen online retreat. So this morning we are going to be joining Jane Emerson and Jane is a fabulous textile artist who's based in the UK. So I'm just going to send her a quick invitation and see if we can get her signed up. Here we go. In, in textiles, she's done many, many different things and she has a really fun approach to her way of working. And here she is, here she's joining us now. Hello, Jane. Hi. <laughs> oh dear, coughing. Hello, how are you? Nice to be here. I'm well. Thank you. I um, we've just been doing some chats behind the scene, and I loved how you shared with me that you um shared that we're going to have a love chat today, not a, lo a live chat. <laughs> Honestly, I'm always doing my um. If I haven't got my glasses on, I don't notice the autocorrects. Mm -hmm. It's terrible. Mm, it happens quite easily. But it I, is, it's a love textiles chat. <laughs> it, well, exactly. It's not really a typo at all, I don't think, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I love your jumper. That looks like a beautiful hand knit, is it? Uh, well, it's from a company called Toast in the UK. So oh. it's lovely. It's alpaca and it's just cosy because it's kind of raining here. And I'm hoping the internet stays on because sometimes when it's stormy, it kind of goes off. But hopefully we'll be all right. <laughs> We'll keep our yeah. fingers crossed, at least for the next <laughs> half hour anyway. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining me today, Jane. Um, I am a big fan of you and, and your creating and your way of approaching creativity. For people who might be meeting you for the first time, would you like to share a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's a long story um but i'm i'm a textile designer so basically what i've done for most of my career is i've made small samples which serve as the kind of seeds of ideas for um fashion and interiors and that has suited my impatient nature very well and my inquisitive kind of what if nature and mixing up traditional techniques and if a technique takes too long, trying to find a way to do it that's quicker, mm. you know, it was the cheats way. So, um, so yeah, so I did that for a really long time, um, about 30 years, actually. I'm still, I'm still working with an agent sort of doing that. But um, over lockdown, I am just, and just before that, I started to teach all the things that I had in my head, you know, all the ideas that I kind of worked quite well I could never show anyone what I did because when I sell things you know to fashion interiors you sell the copyright with it so it's wonderful and all that playing over all those years has I've got a huge wardrobe of techniques so I just wanted to share some of those and my methods of working mm -hmm. and it's been really incredible because I've set I set up a membership two years ago and I've just learned so, so much from there it was the kind of membership that I wanted to be in as mm. well and I, and I do still feel like a member too last night we were on zoom and I was like can I show what I've been working on and this is exciting and this is happening um but yeah we just mix up techniques and it's a it's I sort of now teach people who think like me I guess you know sometimes beginners sometimes 
really, really you know, great stitchers and embroiderers that want to kind of cut up their work a bit, <laughs> mix it up, I suppose, sort of break the rules and embrace <laughs> the happy accidents. So yeah, that's, that's kind of yeah. what I do. And well, I just love that. And, and through your explanation, you've hit upon some really interesting um, points, which I think I'd like to expand upon. One of the things that you kind of glossed over very quickly is that you're an impatient creator. And I love that because I'm the same. If I have an idea, I have to go out and do it straight away. Yeah. And even if I don't it's have the best the, time to do it, actually, it, isn't it's it? The, only time to do it actually because if I write stuff down I don't really understand what I was thinking in no. that moment <laughs> so if at all possible do it then <laughs> yes exactly that's right plus my brain gets very analytical and it will think through to the point where I've overthought it and then I no longer need to do it so... or you've gone oh no that doesn't work at the end well and it might not work at the end but through the doing you might go off on a tangent and get somewhere completely unexpected and beautiful Yes. So, yeah, always yes. the doing. That's right. <laughs> it's got to do it straight away. And quite often straight away means not doing it with sometimes the materials that are needed or, yeah. you know, so there's yeah. a lot of improvisation. and Very much so. I live in the middle of the countryside, so quite often I'll use something, I was going to say inappropriate, not inappropriate, um, you know, <laughs> that just I'll, I'll, I'll put something that, you know, I'll just use... It's almost like when somebody said to me once, no, I can't do that project because I don't have any striped fabric. And I'm like, well, make striped fabric. That's fine. You just put bonds of web on the back of a different fabric and then cut it into stripes and stick it onto another fabric. Ah, da-da, striped fabric. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> A bit of stitching maybe if you want it to stay on when you wash it but yeah you know and and I think there's huge creativity in that isn't there mm, absolutely in fact I think that's where the creativity is because you're kind of having to think differently to create that same thing it's like well if I don't have straight fabric I'm gonna make some or you know yeah. if, I, if I don't have whatever I need then and that's a really fun way of working with your stash too you know like a lot of textile artists have so many beautiful things put away so it's really nice to go through it and think well this would be really good for this project rather than thinking I'd better go to the shop and buy it yes <laughs> and I that's what I like to think I like to think that the way I teach te sort of teaches you to learn um to see your stash in a whole new light you know yeah. you can see but that also means I can never get rid of anything because I'm like okay I can't see a use of this now but next week when I I've invented a different way of working. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think sometimes, like, because I, I alternate between being really minimalist, clean, and having only the essentials to having absolutely everything and just in case, because you just never know. Yeah. And I, I think I'm coming <clears throat> to the understanding that you can be both. Yeah. In the textile studio, hold on to everything because you just never know when you might need something. <laughs> Because <laughs> the moment well, you I don't know, out. because then, then when you get rid of your clothes, you're like, if you're going to sort of take your clothes to a charity shop, you're like, hang on a minute, that fabric's amazing. So then they get put in the fabric stash. And then people, when they, I used to do workshops in here, would be like, but what's this pair of trousers? <laughs> These are lovely. <laughs> so quite often people went home with like new clothes as well before they Oh, oh how much fun. <laughs> but isn't that nice though too? Like, you know, it's um, always kind of like shopping your own stash. You're going in and, and yes. finding something nice in someone else's no longer loved pile. So Definitely. yeah. 
it is so good. And um, going back to your impatience about things, because I just love that. I do believe that's in the title of a couple of books that you've written. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is. So when I was making samples, um, and I obviously couldn't really show them, alongside that I was sort of teaching, I say sort of beginners, but normally because I was exploring things too. So, you know, when I wrote The Impatient Patchworker, I really hadn't done much patchworking. It was, it was a sort of exploration of, goodness and then I was like wow a rotary cutter exists oh. you know <laughs> and a cutting mat that's amazing um and I kind of just well what the the thing behind that was I loved those sort of 60s patchwork books where you would make things for your house rather than a huge quilt because that's not good for impatience I've only ever made one but um, you know so you could just make smaller things and have like a patchwork pot holder in the kitchen or by the fire and just have patchwork around you which seems mm. lovely mm, exactly and very manageable and very doable when they're on that yeah. scale because I know um making a quilt is one of the things I've been wanting to do for such a long time and so I'm like right I'm going to do it I got started and I've made the mistake of making it queen size and oh wow yeah I should <clears throat> I should make a quilt this size because then that's manageable <laughs> I've just noticed that one of my No Rules members, Anna's watching, and Anna is making a, a small quilt every time we do a prompt. Oh. So you're just doing it like a project. And I really love that too, to kind of almost make collage papers or make small sections mm. and mm. and don't kind of pressure yourself. Do it over a year, you know, or, do you know what I mean? Mm. And, then, and then eventually you will have this beautiful quilt made up of all these intricate things that you wouldn't normally have made if you'd go this is going to be the end result and yes I've got to get from here to here that's tricky <laughs> I love that idea I'm going to have to embrace that same philosophy <laughs> hi Anna by the way <laughs> <laughs> yes and everybody who's joined in today it's lovely to see so many people are joining in and waving and and all that kind of fabulous stuff um and the other thing that I really liked about when you were uh, describing what you do and how you do it and also in the club that you um, run the no rules textiles okay. is your big question that you always ask and that is what if yeah. yes yeah and, and when I you get a load of people who ask the question what if together it's just brilliant because mm. everyone has permission to go yeah what if yeah. let's just try this doesn't matter if it doesn't work out or what are the possibilities in the thing that didn't work out? And where can we learn from that? And yeah, it's it's wonderful. And everyone's quite different. So everyone kind of inspires each other, including me. You know, it's just, it's really good. Yeah. Oh, it totally is. And it also, um, uh, it kind of gives you permission to ask questions like that. What if? Because um, yeah. quite often I've been in some experiences where I've been teaching and my students will say, what if I do this? And I'm like, Give it a go and find out. I know. And I've been known to say no. No, you can't. And then I'm like, no, stop. No, unless it's dangerous. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You never yeah. know. Yeah. Well, that's right. And I mean, um, that kind of goes in that same kind of thing. Like, if someone tells me not to do something, yes. I automatically <laughs> want to know why. 
and I will probably do it to find out why and then find out the hard way there was a really good reason not to do it <laughs> <laughs> but also I love the things where we don't quite know the outcome mm -hmm. like so with the water soluble project mm. you know you've got it encased in this fabric that isn't quite see-through so you're just not quite sure what's going to happen when you wash it away yeah. which is really thrills me as well you know to kind of have that element of chance in it and you're not quite sure well and that's true and even like because you can see a little bit but when you're lying it down and placing the fabrics and all that kind of stuff then you come back and you stitch so you have a like you say there's this element of unknown of uncertainty and you also don't know how the materials are going to react yeah so on how you put them together how much um stitching you've done to put them all in place I've put silk like, threads down and then once they've been immersed in water they've kind of gone all wiggly mm -hmm. and I'm like oh I love it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I was less impatient I would write all these experiments down in books and put notes next to them because honestly Kate sometimes I find samples and I'm like how did I do that yeah. what exact process did I use yes you know, to really think back to think how am I going to replicate that again oh uh, uh, no that's so good I must admit I do admire people who have the patience and the tenacity to sit down and write down the, oh, yeah. the notes and I'm not saying it's wrong at all no 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 me either I I, I admire it and yes, I wish so I could do well. the same right. because I I'm like that's fabulous I'll remember how that's done and then of course you know if life gets busy and and you forget but yes yeah absolutely so well, I guess that kind of keeps the um the joy of experimentation open for you at all times <laughs> actually i just did a i just did a workshop with elizabeth ashdown and she does the most incredible passementary so really intricate sort of almost like oh, historic oh, endangered oh, technique oh, grades oh yes I and do. i really wanted to learn that just yeah. so that I, and i know i know i'm not going to do that probably again but i will use elements of that what did i love about mm. that can i make it in stitch I do know what you mean because she does it's like weaving that um the weft thread is kind of like the the dominant part of the weaving yeah. isn't it and the decorative can... weft yes yeah. and it's goes through yeah it's it, wonderful and is she based in London is it yeah she is yes yeah. oh how fun I know her work and oh how amazing to do a workshop Incredible. with her yeah. but you know I just I just kind of I I'm doing it by getting strips of cloth and then taking the weft out and then reweaving through it so that I don't have to weave the whole thing because I'm impatient yeah. yes exactly you, you are the impatient weaver <laughs> we're having some um comments coming in and people would love to see some of what we're talking about with the the weave would you happen to have any yeah well, I've got the one that do you want to see the one that I've done for the free workshop? Yes, please. Um, so, so, so this one I made out of, it's, oh, what's it called? It's kind of old curtaining um, and wool. And I kind of laid down all the effective warp on water-soluble fabric. And then I've kind of stitched across it and wa washed it out. So, mm. you know, I just, I just love that idea of kind of using a warp and weft with stitches. Yeah. Um, but I've also got this Oh look, wow. So Beautiful. this was I went to an exhibition and um 
and my friend had kind of had this bag of scraps from all the beautiful clothes that she'd made. And I bought this bag of scraps and then I put them down on water soluble and then stitched across it. And then in the gaps, I wove through it. Oh, so did I you wove into it as well? Wow. Yes. You know, so when you say you wove into it, was that, did you weave in with the wire? Just, that what yeah, just, just with a, a big sort of tapestry needle and then just went through it with wool. Beautiful. So it's not really weaving. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's weaving with stitch. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I love it. Love those colours. And just, um, you know, when I said about chopping up our work. So this was a sample that was all in one at one point. And then I chopped it into strips and then put it on water soluble and then laid fancy yarn across it and stitched it. And it just becomes, mm -hmm. you know, even the back's quite interesting. Beautiful. Kind of just, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then there's one here. So I thought if you can make a structure like that on water soluble with stitch, you must be able to do it with felting. So I felted this together on an embellishing machine and then wove through oh the structure with goodness. fancy yarn. So that's, it's quite interesting. It's lovely. So this is the back because you're meshing fibers together. Oh, wow. Wow. And then it comes through and you get this kind of lovely hazy effect, which yes. is so cool. Yes, it really so, yeah. it almost is a trick on the eyes looking at it through yeah. a screen. Yeah. It's really through. lovely. I, I just, yeah. I, I'm so impatient. I should do, I should do a series of these and do different sort of weavings through them because I just keep taking these threads out and then try something different mm. on it. And every time mm. layering things up and not doing everything at yeah. once <laughs> but leaving things around to go what happens if and every time we do a prompt in no rules so when we did the weave prompt i just was weaving through everything lace anything that i could get my hands on <laughs> and then when we did paint i painted everything <laughs> it was like painting water soluble lace and and painting things that were kind of the wrong color in my stash Ooh. and just like, paint them with big stripes of white or like mm. big and suddenly they just look older fabrics look really contemporary and interesting and yeah. it's just super exciting <laughs> and so immediate too isn't it when you can do mm. something like that yeah i mean it's we, not uh, a finished thing but it's like it's it's really exciting to have those new fabrics in your stash yeah totally yeah. plus it also means that you you want to re-engage with them because you really? now have this with them because they now have that kind of attractive quality that you and really sometimes like. when I tidy up I put them in suitcases and put them away and then I forget about them I do yeah. that's why I do like everything out really but I found a whole stash of them the other day just under the table and I was like oh, please. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> was it like Christmas all over again yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> um, but, and yeah I've got a few more here these aren't weaves actually but i just i just picked some of these out but also like tangled threads um with water soluble and this one's quite cute so that's another one just with different braids so we've got rickrack and vintage a uh, vintage embroidery is that wow which, which way it is is this oh no it's got some badminton net attached to the back of oh it. i thought that was <laughs> i like that <laughs> but then stitching onto it as well, adding hand stitch, which I don't do that often. But anyway, yeah, yeah those are some samples from there. <laughs> oh, that's so wonderful. So what you've shown us is uh, the first yellow sample was what people can learn and follow yes. along in the free class, which yep. happens next week. That one. 
which is seriously lovely. And then you've also got... So obviously, you know, I, I'm just sort of showing the possibilities. Yours will all look totally different. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Depending on what, what you have. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and if people really get excited and enjoy this um, process, you've also contributed a bit more of a, a deep dive into that for the All Access Purse. Yeah, so I wrote a course called Water Soluble Magic, where which just grew arms and legs. Mm -hmm. It just went on and... <laughs> Eventually I had to go, this course is going to be out in January a couple of years ago um, so that I could finish it. Um, but it's just all my explorations into water-soluble fabric. And so for the All Access Pass, I made, I sort of took six of those lessons, six or seven lessons, and put them in as a little taster course. Mm -hmm. And then if you enjoy that, then there's a kind of discount code to sort of take some money off the bigger course. So you don't really lose anything. It's <laughs> like, you know. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just quite fun. But I tried to kind of put the kind of structural ones in there, and then in the main course there's edgings and all kinds of things. Oh, and this, yes. I don't make this one in it, but I love this. So this was me going, well, what about if you try zigzag stitch or decorative oh. stitches oh. in a grid? Wow. And that can be really lovely too. So yeah. Mm. Mm. Oh my goodness! Just well, jumping got... off points, really, Kate. Uh, you know, absolutely. <laughs> and that's it's because I'm seeing your grids and because I do Sashiko all of my work is on grids so I'm yeah. seeing all of these as the potential to then uh, put Sashiko patterns on and then kind of like taking it that I step I love that idea mm, yeah, yeah I know it's goose, giving me goosebumps <laughs> and, and that's what people love about the Making Zen program as well because there's all these different processes and people want to try them all out and sometimes you know to make the most of time, people start combining ideas and techniques into yes. one project. I love doing that and yeah. just watching them all rather than going, oh, I'm going to sit down and actually do this. I just watch things and then go, which are the bits that really stood out to me? I'll do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, we haven't really got time to do everything. But actually I was watching, is it Jodie Alexander? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. The samples that she showed as well were just incredible. Yes. So if you want to know, and I showed quite a few, well, I've shown some here, but I show a lot of samples. It's just a peek into other artists' lives, isn't it? Mm. And what got in their, in their kind of beautiful collections. It's wonderful. Oh, and I love Heidi Parks' brooches as well. They're just fab. <laughs> Very cool. I haven't managed I to watch them all yet, but I keep like, Sneaking a cup of tea and going, I just have another one. <laughs> That's a nice treat too, actually. Have a cup of tea and watch one and, and yeah. get some inspiration. Yeah, oh, there is every, every different workshop's got something that you can take away from it, whether it's a technique or an idea or just some inspiration, or like you say, even just a sneak peek into how different artists think and work. And, you know, that in itself, I think, is, is just so enjoyable. Mm, yeah. it is it really is yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it totally is well Jane it's been so lovely connecting with you again I'm so thrilled you're part of the Making Zen oh, online thank you for asking me I'm oh, really thrilled that you asked oh, me <laughs> it's, it's absolutely wonderful is there any parting words you'd like to share with people before we sign off for the day um oh just play enjoy <laughs> Go, with, go forth with courage and just cut things up and have a play and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ask those two very important, well, one question, two what words. If, what exactly. if? Exactly. <laughs> That's what I should have said. <laughs> 
I'm thinking about the school run. I'm going to... <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's been it's that... lovely talking to you. Today. You too. Absolutely. So yes, please join us next week for Jane's beautiful um, water soluble project. It is so much fun. Uh, you'll be looking at everything in a whole new light. And um, if you like the idea of uh, what she creates, sign up for the All Access Pass because it really is a deep dive into all things magical about water soluble fabrics. <laughs> thank you oh, thank so you, much, Kate. everybody. Take care. Bye. Bye.